0: I uh I did not realize today would be National Peppermint Bark Day. I just got lucky and bought a box of this incredible peppermint bark. It's for the brand is French Broad Chocolate and I got it at a new store that I had not been in before. Jenny, my hair cutter, hair cutter to the stars Jenny at Salon 76 or it might be yeah, I think it's Salon 76 which I should remember. That's 760 WJR. Uh, But Jenny Haircutter, the star, has always said, have you been to Flyleaf? And I go, I don't know what that is. It's a bookstore, a new bookstore uh, on the hill in Grosse Pointe. And uh, and we went in there. It's a delightful, incredible bookstore, unlike anything I've seen around here ever before. And it's also great to know that there can be a bookstore with, like, two bars. I mean bars, real bars. It's a good way to to read a good book and get hammered. No, I'm just kidding about the get hammered. But anyway, uh, Flyleaf. And I bought the peppermint bark, and now I'm told that today's peppermint bark day uh, took a lot of attempts to reach perfection. Williams, Williams Sonoma, uh, had to work on that for 20 rounds of testing. A quarter of the year is spent uh, on prepping it. There's a lot of chocolate in it. It makes uh, it takes a day to make. No wonder if it's expensive. And a lot of peppermint bits go into it. Anyway, it's really good, and it really puts you in the holiday spirit. I, I should have gotten some for Nolan Finley who likes bookstores, but probably would like this uh, peppermint bark uh, as well. He's the editorial page editor, Detroit News, my boss. Uh, He's a tremendous columnist, and he he doesn't hold back. He doesn't pull punches. Imagine his latest uh, column, starting with, Those demanding an end to the bloodshed in Gaza should tear down their big, bold cease-fire signs and replace them with banners calling to disarm Hamas, or better perhaps, destroy Hamas. Nolan, that's in, in these days, that's a very bold thing to come out and say. Well, I mean, it's the necessary thing yep.
1: to say, Paul. I mean, the onus here has got to be on Hamas. Hamas could stop this today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hamas could stop this today by by ending its rocket fire on Israel, releasing the hostages, and engaging Israel in a legitimate peace process that recognizes the rights of their neighbors to exist in their native land. Uh, This destruction, this death, uh, the horrors that are happening in Gaza, all, you know, this heartbreaking images, that all belongs to Hamas, and Hamas could stop it tomorrow. And that's what the ceasefire advocates ought to be advocating.
0: Well, this is, uh, you and I are of like mind from the beginning. I said, and you said, Hamas is responsible for every death that happens from this point on, as they were responsible for the first 1,400 deaths that caused this reaction. They knew exactly what they were doing. Hey, we had a ceasefire, and three or four people were killed in Jerusalem during the ceasefire by Hamas.
1: Right, and... You know, it's not just responsible for every death. They're also in control of the situation. Israel is not engaged here in a retribution uh, or vengeance action. This is a strategic defensive move aimed at neutralizing a, a threat to its people, a safety threat, security threat to its people. Hamas could make that happen tomorrow. You know, as I said earlier, they just have to stop their terrorism and stop firing the rockets, release the hostages, and and Israel goes home. I mean, Israel's mission here isn't to destroy Gaza. It's to neutralize Hamas.
0: Well, it is to neutralize a people who pledge to kill every Israeli, every Jew. That's their pledge. They don't hide it. They're very open about it. And the Palestinian people are, are between a rock and a hard space. Look, for us, we know Hamas is, is a terrorist group. For them, they know Hamas as people that bring them food when they can't get it, bring them dental care, medical care. They're like the saviors of the people. But then when they do something like this, understanding that the Palestinian people will pay an incredible price for what they have done, you got to look. You got to step back and say, "Wait a minute, maybe these folks aren't so good for us after all."
1: Well, the Palestinian, and, and that's true, Paul. But the Palestinian people aren't innocent here. They know what happened. They saw what happened on October seventh, and they cheered it. Uh, they've they put they their faith. The, the hands Palestinians of cheered it, and it keeps burning them. Oh God!
0: Well, that makes it even worse when we have Congress people who are cheering them still too. It makes it worse when people – look, people on college campuses have lost loved ones, uh, Palestinian and Jewish, so the emotions are high. But you you have to step back and look at the reality of what took place. A cowardly uh, war criminal terrorist attack took place. And to think for a moment since October 7th that the Israelis – would not respond is foolhardy. We all knew they yeah. would respond, and we knew they yeah. would respond not in kind, but beyond in kind, and that's and that's not it, a surprise. That's true,
1: Paul. And I invite everyone to read Caitlin Bus's column today. She asks, "Where are the feminists? Where is the Me Too movement?" Uh, I mean, they the Hamas used rape once again as a weapon of war, uh, the oldest misogyny in in history and the feminists are silent the me too uh movement is silent the u.n women's uh commission is silent why you know why is when it's jews who are being raped and murdered and mutilated is the world silent
0: that's a very very good question uh but we see hypocrisy all the time i as far back as as we can remember i mean Condoleezza Rice was the the poster child for that hypocrisy. Here we have a black woman, very qualified, and she'd been nothing but put down and and become yeah. insignificant to Democrats because she happened to be a conservative. I mean, the That's the hypocrisy right. is unbelievable. Anyway, I like That's- the way you end it. Yes, free Palestine, free it from the poisonous grip of Hamas. Palestinians will never live free unless Hamas dies. And then the world can take a good look at the way Israel treats Palestinians, which has not been good. Right. But if they get that two-state answer and everyone puts down their guns and stops putting all their efforts into killing each other, or Hamas deciding they must kill all Israelis and Jews, we'll have a wonderful world. Just all of the trouble that comes from that part of the world is unacceptable, unnecessary, and it could end today. It could end tomorrow.
1: Yes, it absolutely could. Paul, I'm coming by to roll around in that uh, chocolate bark.
0: or <laughs> You'll, call it peppermint, peppermint bark. bark. <laughs> it's peppermint bark day, and I, I just I'd like I just, jump in a big pile of it. with you? You're gonna, I'm gonna have to get you some of this, my friend. I'll go back to Flyleaf, and that's <laughs> and, uh, the only place I've seen it. But it, it's boy, it tastes good. It tastes good. I heard. No, I have opened it. I have. <laughs> Thanks so much, always, uh, for being with us. We appreciate you, Nolan, very much. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Nolan Finley, editorial page editor and columnist extraordinaire, the Detroit News, and he's right, Caitlin uh, does a, a tremendous job, Caitlin Bus, And for that matter, uh, I, I heard earlier the promotion that Ann Thomas did for Women Who Lead, and Caitlin Reiney who we had on our special Women Who Lead show a few couple weeks ago, Bob and Sandy Riney's daughter, she's doing a great job. So we got nothing but accolades and kudos going out with our relentless positive radio whenever we can. Here, Paul W. Smith in focus as we continue.